This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mayfield zips one, and it's picked off, or almost picked off, dropped by Brisker. Cut in front of it, had it in his hands, couldn't haul it in, and it's third and eight. This is one of the things that's going to help you get over the hump. You've got to make plays when the plays are there to be made. Watch Jaquan Brister. He does everything right. Reads the route, sees Mike Evans on the in-break, jumps it, and misses the opportunity for the interception. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-17. It is Gabe Ramirez here taking your phone calls. Bears reactions, 312-644-6767. What are your thoughts after the Bears lose to the Bucs? Of course, you're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. We got a great one for you today. Uh, I've been on since 12 o'clock, going all the way to 5 that's when Dustin Rhodes comes in with the pregame show. Mark Grody's filling in for Mully today, so it's going to be David Haw and Grody. They have some pretty good guests for you guys. I mean, Dan Weeder is going to jump on at 644. Then Olin Krutz, who took care of pre- and post-game duties here on 670 The Score, he's going to hang out with the fellas, give his, his thoughts. He's panicked about Justin Fields. I'm sure he's going to have some... Interesting things to say after watching the game for probably the third time. because That's what Olin does. DJ Moore is going to be hanging out at 8 a.m. I mean, talk about DJ Moore is like a headliner of a Lollapalooza right now. If you wanted to talk to people, it would be probably Justin Fields and then DJ Moore. Um, so he's going to be on at 8 o'clock with Hall and Grody. Make sure you're here for that. It's happening in just four hours. After they get done, Bernstein and Holmes jumps on. They'll first be joined by Anthony Heron at 11 o'clock, then Dan Weeder again at 12, doing the boomerang thing. Parkinson Spiegel follows Bernstein and Holmes. Mark Grody, after dominating the morning show, is going to come back on at 4 o'clock to hang out in the afternoon with the fellas, and then Jalen Johnson. 5 p.m., as he did all last season, will join Parkinson Spiegel and discuss the Bears game. So DJ Moore, Jalen Johnson. Two big names you want to make sure you're here to listen to. Uh, that happens at 8 a.m. this morning, DJ Moore, and then Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. All right. Uh, uh, this game was just so sad. You're watching this one. I was watching it yesterday, so I was doing the Bears post game on Fox 32, myself, Corey Wooten. And we were out at Halftime Bar and Grill in Johnsburg. Packed house. Everyone's feeling good. 7-3. Things are going all right. The block. Field goal happens. Bears get the ball at the 50-yard line, and then they go three and out. And it felt like from that moment on, it was just like one of those deflating moments that kind of just took the life out of the room. Um, but but again, taking your taking your thoughts, 312-644-6767. Uh, 
How are you feeling about the Bears after falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and ultimately ultimately uh, being 0-2 right now as it stands? So you heard the first moment, Jaquan Brisker just couldn't capitalize on that. Felt like the ball was there. And I thought that that's the kind of day it was going to be for the Chicago Bears. One that would induce a few turnovers, you know, give the Bears an opportunity to really put some points on the board. But that wasn't necessarily the case uh, from the beginning. But when the Bears did get the ball, they they had some good plays. I mean, the first connection between Justin Fields and DJ Moore just felt right. Play action on the first play. Fields well protected and a strike for DJ Moore. They don't waste any time today. Moore's got a big game. Only two touches all last week. He's got 32 yards on the first play. This is a great. And I really felt like in that moment, you know, he found a nice little spot in the zone, tested Justin Fields early. The arm looked strong. Accuracy was there. And he threw it to DJ Moore. It almost felt like, well, what? okay, this is, this is feeling like a great start. And then you felt like things couldn't get any better than that moment because you already had a DJ Moore, you know, little little smooch on the side of your cheek. But then they went and kissed you on the other side. Opening Bears drive. First third down. Pressure coming. Fields beats it to the sideline. DJ Moore down the sideline. First and goal. Two catches the whole game last week. Two catches on the first drive here. And I really thought in that moment that DJ Moore, not that I was sad, but I just, I was like, I know touchdowns are few and far between, and I wanted him to make a little bit more effort to get in the end zone right there. He went out of bounds. I was like, it's all right, but ultimately the Bears end up getting in the end zone. A bootleg. Fields looking for the corner. He's got it. And the Bears have an opening drive touchdown. Yeah, one of the youngest young guys on this play, Mercedes Lewis, number 84. Watch him here at the tight end spot. Watch how he holds the edge. That's what allows everything to happen. That gets Justin Fields to the outside. He's got the run throw choice. Chooses to run it in for six. Of course, Bears up 7-3 right there, feeling good about themselves, as I mentioned. Then, you know, the defense, you, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield threw for over 300 yards, but, you know, the first couple of quarters they were moving the ball, but they were keeping them out of the end zone. That was the case there. I mean, they scored the initial field goal. They blocked the next one. And then in the second quarter, it, it was inevitable, right, with all the injuries happening to Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. You knew that Baker Mayfield was eventually going to hook up one of their, one of their main men. Baker Mayfield off play action on first down. Looking long into coverage, but he's got Evans who pushed off to get free. There is no flag. Mike Evans inside the 20, inside the 10. First down and goal. A 60-yard play where he might have gotten away with a push-off. It sure looked like he was extended. Let's see. Big shout-out to Fox uh, right there for the call on that. Uh, He did push off. Let's be very clear. He created separation. Matter of fact, he did it a couple times during the game, but who's going to get the call there? Mike Evans, the veteran, the guy who's had 1,000 yards for the last 37 years, or Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie that just got here that nobody knows about. And unfortunately, that was the result of that play. Mike Evans had himself a day. And after that play, shortly after that play, uh, Tampa Bay ended up taking the lead. Third goal to the ground straight ahead. It's right. Straight ahead on the ground to take the lead. 
So, of course, they take the lead right there. They go up 10-7 against the Bears. Bears feeling bad right there. Second quarter magic. Just just never felt right after that. Just didn't, like, there was there was hope. Somebody called in earlier and was like, hey, Bear, the game was closer than people are giving them credit for. You know, down three with two minutes left. But you know how sometimes you might be winning a game by just a couple of points and, and you feel like you should be winning by more? That's how I felt about the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Total yards were pretty lopsided. It was like I mean, 292 to like 110 at the half. Bears just didn't have a rhythm. That was the issue. And I feel like they got out of the rhythm when they couldn't capitalize on the block field goal. They just couldn't put it together. But there were moments. Moments you thought the tide could turn. Especially when uh, Jalen got in there and got the ball loose. Second and long three. Fake to White. Mayfield dumps it off. That is Mayfield gets it. The Wells had it, but then had it jarred out of there, and the Bucks are lucky to get back on top of it for a third down. And it's those kinds of instances, right, where Ibrahim is talking about. You get a turnover there. You get the Jaquan Brisker interception over there. The block, field, like all that stuff. Like one of those or two of those needs to turn into points. First of all, you got to complete the turnover. And then they end eventually will turn into points because what happens when you don't jump on that ball after the peanut punch is that Tampa Bay ends up capitalizing like they did with Mike Evans. Third and long. Mayfield off his back foot. Works Mike Evans. Get Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa. Well, you mentioned the fourth downs last week against Green Bay. This is a third and long, and you just can't let this happen on third and long. I don't know what Tyreek Stevenson is waiting for. He allows Mike Edwards to run right up on, or Mike Evans to run right up on top of him and doesn't get out of his backpedal. I mean, he's got to flip his hips and start running with him. Ah, that one hurt so. It was a third and 14 right there. Third and 14 to break your heart. Uh, they were only up 13 to 10 at the time. That touchdown put Tampa Bay up 10 points in the third quarter right there. But again, it's, it's like I mentioned, you know, you, you felt like the game was always out of reach. Even in the fourth quarter when Justin Fields had the ball with two minutes left, it's not like I was watching that game and confidently thinking, oh, here we go. Justin Fields about to do his thing. No, it was not the case. Did not feel that way. Even though prior to that, he led the team on a beautiful six-play drive that culminated with this throw to Chase Claypool. Fields well protected. He's in zone. It's Claypool. He threaded it through. Touchdown, Chicago. It is the first touchdown as a bear for Chase Claypool. And Chicago's still alive with six left. Really good concentration at the point of the catch by Chase Claypool because that came right through the outstretched hands of a couple of Buccaneer defenders. That was an eight-play, 90-yard drive. It was beautiful. Three minutes, 53 seconds. Bears putting themselves in a position to at least tie the game uh, with a few minutes left. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers end up going on an eight-play, 32-yard drive, which ends up in a punt. Bears get the ball back. But ultimately, this is the biggest issue, right, for Justin Fields. People were saying it last year. Two minutes left. Let's go, baby. Put the team on your back. Get the victory. Come down. Score a touchdown. One and one after two weeks, everybody's going to feel good, right? 
Fields over the middle. Claypool couldn't hang on. It's intercepted. Two games, two picks for the rookie, Christian Izian. And the reason he has an opportunity to make this interception is because he's hustling. He's running to the football. Antoine Winfield helps out right there with the break on the ball. But the hustle right there by Christian Izian gives him an opportunity for that interception. We've seen it all afternoon. This, this Tampa Bay defense, the pursuit that they have to the football is very impressive. If it is in the air, if it is on the ground, they are coming after it. And just like that, 27-17, uh, Tampa Bay gets their final score. Ultimately ends up winning by 10. Bears fall to 0-2 on the season. And now i got to go to Kansas City. It's none pretty about that. No one thought, uh, maybe not no one, but not many people thought the Bears were going to be 0-3 after three weeks. At least one victory in there somewhere. <sighs> Sad. DJ Moore talked to the press after the game as well. And, again, if you're trying to find some positives, there's defense in the beginning of the game that held Tampa Bay to some field goals when they were moving the ball effortlessly. So there's some positives there. Walker looked good on the outside. Yannick got to the quarterback again. Linebacker play was, you know, good. Oh, man. And DJ Moore got a th- got hundred yards, so of course he's feeling good about the game at the very end. It's no challenge, you know. It's week two. We're getting better as we go on. Uh, the hope is to kill this losing streak. We had two game losing streak, and on to the next. Oh man, <laughs> that does not sound like a guy who has confidence in this. They pull that up again. 952N, pull that up again. DJ Moore, mind you, this is your alpha wide receiver that's supposed to be like the dog. It's no challenge, you know. It's week two. We're getting better as we go on. Uh, the hope is to kill this losing streak. We had two game losing streak and on to the next. Uh, that hurts my soul. You know, you know who else has 10 second answers in their in their post games? Dylan Cease. Just to put in perspective, like how much Dylan Cease wants to talk to the media and, and what's going on here. Uh, DJ Moore did talk about Justin Fields, though. He got better. Uh, I know he wants to be more explosive with it, uh, and more dialed in with it. So we're going to probably keep working on it. And as long as he's got faith in all of us, we're going to just keep riding with him. Somebody from the 773 just texted in and said they're afraid of letting him run because he may not stop, may just run straight to the bus station and get out of Chicago. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday leading you in right in to the pregame show with Dustin Rhodes. It's going to be a great one today. Everyone has premium guests on their show, and they're going to have premium opinions as well, and they might mirror yours. And in the, in the event they do not, you can always text in or call in, and that's what we're doing right now, taking your phone calls, your reaction to this Bears game, 312 644 67 67 gonna take a quick break but then on the other side we're gonna talk about the ugly right you always hear about the good the bad the ugly the good i tried to be as positive as i as i could the bad we know what that is but what what is the ugly there's so many moments in a game that you feel like changes the trajectory of it or there's just so many bad plays 
What was that, what was that for you? When you watch this game and you think back to certain moments, what was that ugly moment for you during this game? 312-644-6767. Want to take your phone calls. Want to get your reaction to this Bears game. Want to, uh, And we'll take them right after this. Again, 312-644-6767. Your phone calls next right here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the moment, it was nice, for sure. Um, you know, finally, like, helping the team the way I wanted to. Um, just lean back to last season, so it was good. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It's a Plumbers 911 football Monday here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. That was Chase Claypool talking about his little tutty. It was a nice one, too. Ball got tipped. Laser by Justin Fields. I'm glad he came down with it. I was also very happy at the reaction to his from his teammates. Seeing everyone kind of rally around Chase Claypool where he seems like such a polarizing figure. And based off of media's perception of him, you would think that like everyone hates him or something like that. And so... You know, to get that touchdown and to see, like, the offensive line and people come up to him and just genuinely be happy for him made you feel good as a Bears fan. But obviously, I'm sure deep down inside, you know, he, you're probably happy because he was dealing with so much criticism. But, but but Chase said he didn't know anything about that. I didn't know people were dragging me through the mud until my family was texting me and just checking up on me. So I was a little confused when they did that, but I don't go on Twitter. It's just a breeding ground for hate, um, you know, and uh, it's just not, I don't think it's good. I, I know what I have to fix. I don't need other people who think they know the game to tell me what I need to do. So I definitely know uh, exactly what I need to fix, and I made sure I did that this week. I love that. It's like the best answer you possibly could have given. One, Twitter is a breeding ground for hate. That is a fact. You always get people on either side of the argument, regardless of what you throw out there. So that's true. 
I love the ownership. Hey, man, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do that, I, that I, I'm not going to be able to figure out. I know what I need to do. I know what I did wrong. But I need to go see that and check that out and then fix it. I love that he said that. Chase Claypool, don't turn yourself into a likable figure, Papa. I can't believe this. You winning people over with a touchdown? Gosh, we are so thirsty here in Chicago for anything. We're happy he got a touchdown, but that somebody called in today. <laughs> somebody called in earlier. Baby T, you remember this. Because they were talking about Chase Claypool, and they're like, that guy got some fight. They're like, we know what we got in DJ Moore. Chase Claypool, huh? You know, that's such a far cry from what we were just hearing, which is like, <laughs> cut him. I would have cut him. Cut him right then and there. Now that the narrative changes to, you know, you, you, you're not sure what you're going to get from Chase Claypool. It's so good. All right, we're going to hear from Justin Fields in a little bit. But the game itself, you know, I want to talk about the beginning of the game because it's really where, and I mentioned the blocked field goal, but when you go back and watch the tape, if you get an opportunity to, and I do want to remind you, phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. If you're waking up, you're heading to work, or you're heading home, love to hear what you have to say about the Bears game yesterday. Any thoughts that you might have. But, you know, in the first quarter, third and 11, third and eight for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that first moment, that you really could have set the tone getting them out of there. But having failed on both of those instances, and they were picking on Tyreek Stevenson those times, and, and Godwin almost had a touchdown later in that drive as well where Baker overthrew him. But the move that Godwin made Shook Stevenson, and it was crazy. Um, And then Justin Fields, the issue there for me in the first quarter was just the lack of running on first down. Like I mentioned, three, three out of the first four first down plays were passes. And I get it. It's only four plays, but I don't know. You're the number one rushing team in the NFL last year. Maybe run on first down. Maybe design some some plays to to put Justin Fields in a better situation. Maybe where the screen can actually work. Not necessarily forcing it down people's throats. Justin Fields on the day, 16 for 29. 211 yards. Had a touchdown. Two interceptions on the day. Obviously the last one being the most costly. Four rushes for three yards. One tutty. That was a nice play. Nice little bootleg. Glad to see Mercedes Lewis getting himself involved in the blocking uh, blocking aspect for the Chicago Bears. Again, it just looks so good from the beginning. And then all of a sudden, in the middle, just there's no rhythm. Couldn't figure the things out. Talked about the ugly. These are things that I'm talking about. From the 309 to the ugliest moment was when the Bears stepped on the field in their hideous orange helmets and orange uniforms. They definitely don't, don't strike fear into anyone, nor do they make me grab my phone to go try to buy an orange jersey. So <laughs> if, the, if the idea is to move product, that certainly isn't it. All right, uh, lining up your phone calls right now, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Plumbers 911 Monday. Got a great day lined up for you guys. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls. But first, let's go ahead and hear from QB1. See what he had to say following his performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Justin, what 
Um, you know, we had a screen called and number seven, I made a good play. One hand, he picked it one hand and took it back. I mean, he didn't have that far to, you know, return it. But um, yeah, I caught a screen and you know, made a play on it, picked it off and took it back. With that being, with it being in that part of the Um, I mean, I've, I didn't see like every detail of the play, you know, I, I saw Khalil open and then I'm guessing he just reacted back. He felt, you know, screen and, um, went back and of course picked it up. So, but I mean, yeah, in that situation is tough because, you know, um, if you call a deeper pass, you don't want to drop back in the end zone and, uh, potential to take a safety. So, um, you know, I mean, I think that's a tough spot. Uh, regarding play calls, you know, for for Luke in that position, so um, you know, he went with his gut, and you know, number seven ended up making a good play. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, I was ready to go. I was ready to um, you know, go down there and um, you know, try to score a touchdown, but at least get in field goal range so uh, Kyra could tie it up. But um, you know, we practiced two minute a lot during the week. And um, I was just going to keep that same mindset and um, just try to just drive the ball down the field and, you know, give our team a chance. Yes. You said that you felt uh, conservative last week. How did you feel going into this game? I felt a little bit better. Um, definitely threw the ball down in the field more. Um, DJ had a nice few catches down there. Um, you know, Chase, of course, had a nice touchdown. Um, so definitely felt better this week, for sure. Most of the rushing opportunities didn't materialize today. Am I surprised? Yeah, for you. For me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what their game plan was, but their game plan could have been to stop me in the run game. So I have no, no idea. I mean, but when it goes that way, you got to do something else to, you know, score on them. So it is what it is, like I said. And, you know, sometimes they, you know, tell the ends. I mean, I didn't have any, you know, I tried to pull it one time. The first on a read, I should have handed that one off. And then, you know, the other times we, you know, did a uh, read option. You know, they, the, the defensive ends played me. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they, they weren't trying to, you know, let me get, get on the outside and run with it. So. I think it's a, a number of things, you know. Each drive is so different. There's so many things that happen. So I can't, you know, pinpoint, you know, if we – if we sit down and we go through each and every drive, I can tell you uh, what happened. But, you know, I think at the end of the, end of the day, we just got to execute, um, especially when we, you know, get the ball in the 50. At least got to get, you know, some points. And um, when the defense puts us in good field position, we got to uh, turn those into points. So, um, yeah, but definitely, you know, we, I think we came out the game strong, you know, scoring on the first drive. And, um, of course, you want to come back and just, you know, be able to maintain that, you know, uh, just, I guess, Firepower on offense to uh, keep going, but yeah. On the, sec- on the second touchdown drive, did the downfield opportunities present themselves differently than they had earlier in the game? Um, I mean, you were two or three like, on, the, on some of the deeper passes, and it felt like the offense was in much more of a rhythm with that second drive. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, that's what that's what it showed, you know, the plays and stuff like that. So I think they uh, definitely presented. Presented themselves, and of course, when you have good protection, um, it makes my job easier. And um, you know, of course, we're able to you know throw down field. So, just on the, on the first drive, you got DJ at the second completion that you had on third down. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I mean, you know, my main thought this game was, you know, give get him the ball. Um, he's probably one of the best playmakers we have on offense, so I um, just, just want to get him the ball. But, yeah, he just had a choice route, made a good decision on the choice route, broke out, and, uh, you know, line protected enough on that play. And, you know, of course, it was a big play. So, uh, you know, he's smart in those situations. Uh, he always makes the, the, the right decision. And, like I said, it was a, it was a good play all, all around. Yeah, you said what needs to be fixed? What's your perspective on how much, like how much needs to be fixed? How far away you guys are? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a long way to go. Um, I think we have a long way to go, but um, you know, I just think you know if we keep working, uh, we'll get there. And um, you know, I think everybody uh, has to keep that mindset. You know, I, I think in this position, zero and two, you can you know do uh, one or two things, and that's either lay down and. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, throw in the towel and just, you know, say whatever. Um, but um, I don't think anybody in the team is like that. And it's, you know, my job, it's a coach's job to, uh, you know, keep everybody going, uh, keep everybody's morale up because, like you said, it is a long season. But, I mean, we definitely have a lot to fix. Um, definitely have a lot to get better at. So um, that's what we're going to do, just take it day by day. I mean, it does, but at the same time, um, you know, we're we're going through a storm right now, and uh, like I said before, like you can just be in the moment, just take it day by day, and just be grateful for you know what we do, what I do, uh, because shoot, I can look back to when I was a kid, I would you know never see myself in this position, so I can be grateful grateful for it, and uh, you know, give my all each and every day, uh, each and every day, I have the opportunity to do what I do, and. You know, be the quarterback of this team, and um, but of course it's frustrating, you know, not not winning. Um, but um, I think at the same time, like I said, just just take it day by day, and just you know, uh, not really worry about the past. You know, the past is in the past. We can't do anything about that. It is what it is, and you know, you got right now, and of course you got the future. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we did. We did that. Did that end on the field goal? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, we just gotta execute better there. I think uh, you know, I gotta go back and look at it, but just just gotta execute better. Um, you know, I think the O line did a good job protecting. Uh, you know, those last few plays, and um, yeah, just gotta execute. So. Yeah. I, I'm I'm curious what, like when he says execute at the very end, what is he referencing, right? Like if there there any like I'm curious, like if you're okay, offensive line did a good job. So when you say execute, like is it you? Is it getting like I want you to be able to assess and say what you should be doing better. Like does Justin Fields watch the tape and say, hmm, I gotta get the ball out faster. Hmm, I gotta. Ah, I am holding the ball too long. Like, I wonder if, like, of course he is, right? Somebody's telling him this. We know this. What are the adjustments going to look like? I like that he said losing does bother him, right? Hey, man, you haven't, you haven't won a game. You've lost 12 straight games, and your defense has given up over 25 points in each of those 12 games. How do you, how do you hold up in that? That's a great question. But he did say that losing does bother him, right? As it should. But this is the part right here. 
he says, you know, when it comes to him, all he can do is give his all. So the question I have then, is Justin Fields all enough? Because that's where we're at. We're 12 losses in a row here. Like even in, even even some NFL quarterback will will you to a victory in one game. Like one game just have some sort of outlier performance where it's four tutties and 350 yards just because things work in them. Your accuracy's there, deep ball, every, something. Justin Fields has had some games, but it's just, I guess the defense giving up 25 can't be. Ah, uh, so much to, to, to digest here. Again, I would think that Justin Fields, if I really wanted him, if I really wanted to have the faith that everyone wants to have in him to be the, the future quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Because, like, what, what would, like, the, okay, those of you that are thinking, like, you in your car that's like, nah, man, I'm out on Justin Fields. Like, what would he have to do to win you back? It couldn't be one performance. Like, like even next week, which is such an NFL thing to do. The script writers are up right now. The, the SAG is on a strike, but the NFL writers are certainly up right now writing the script where Justin Fields, after going 0-2 and having, you know, subpar performances, comes out and has a Justin Fields game where he throws for, you know, 270. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy. He's not over 300 still. 270, throws for two, rushes for one. Patrick Mahomes is having a bad game. He gets two, two, two interceptions. It's like one of those games. And he can't pull out the miraculous victory in the last two minutes of the game and the, and, and the Bears win. Is that, would that be enough? That still wouldn't be enough for you. It wouldn't be enough for me. Even if that happened, if Justin Fields came on, beat Kansas City next week, I would not then be like, I'm in. Justin Fields, I told you. No, because there's, there's too much on his resume already that, that shows you that, that, that he is inconsistent. And that's the fear. That the quarterback of the Chicago Bears can't string together enough good plays to where it equates to a good game. So it'd have to be like, he'd have to do it for like three or four. Like you look at the schedule of the Bears. It's, it's, it's hard to try to pinpoint a victory. Kansas City's next. Denver. Huh. If Denver loses next week and they're on three facing the Bears, they're going to be licking their chops coming to Chicago. Then you got a Thursday night game against Washington, who's surprising people at 2-0. and Minnesota lost their first two games. You know they're going to be thirsty for a victory. Las Vegas, the same thing. Then you go to play the Chargers, the Saints. What, the Bears are getting their first victory Thursday, November 9th against the Carolina Panthers? Oh, that, can, that could be a reality. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score, all right, uh, what are your thoughts? You saw the game. You finally got a chance to sleep on it. Now you're up. Now you're up. Heading to work or maybe heading home after a long shift. What are your thoughts on this Bears game? They lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-10. to 10. I'm taking your calls as I lead up to getting up out of here at 5 o'clock. We've got a couple more minutes uh, to take them, though, all right? 312-644-6767. Taking your Bears thoughts after this. It's Gabe Ramirez 
right here on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game Illinois.com. Gabe Ramirez here, and what a lineup we have for you. Pre-game show starting in just a bit with Dustin Rhodes, and then Mark Grody filling in for Mully today. So we got David Hall, Mark Grody, three guests that you're going to want to hear from. Dan Weederer coming on at 644. Olin Krutz is going to be hanging out with the guys at 7 o'clock. And then DJ Moore, 8 a.m. You're going to want to be listening to that. Set your alarm so you can step out of your conference call that you're going to be on uh, so you can listen to that. Bernstein and Holmes, of course, uh, their first guest, Anthony Heron, 11 a.m. Then Dan Weederer circling back to talk to Bernstein and Holmes. That's going to happen at noon. Parkinson Spiegel, if you're going to be around in the afternoon, Mark Grody joining them at 4 o'clock. And then Jalen Johnson. 5 p.m. on your ride home. You got to be make sure you're here uh, to catch the guys with him. It's must listen to Jalen Johnson. Just an extremely articulate, extremely intelligent guy. The way he breaks down the game is incredible. And more importantly, he always keeps it real. And that's the best part about it. So make sure you're here listening all day long on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. It's Gabe Ramirez going to be taking some phone calls uh, right now. Let's go to George out on the south side. So, George, I mean, we saw Justin Fields operate. They tried to make him a pocket passer this season. Uh, what do you think about what you've seen so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, so far it's looking like it's going to be another rough beer as far as our birds, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just want to get your thoughts. Do you think it's, like, more management and coaching forcing Justin Fields to become more of a packed, um, pocket presence quarterback? Because he's not doing nothing of the things he was showing us late last season, you know, with the running, mixing everything up, you know. Now he's looking like he's trying to focus more on passing the ball, like not running at all. So you think that's probably a theory or something that could be happening, management, or are we trying to see if he could become more of a pocket passing quarterback because we know you could run. Yeah. Because yesterday the game, I mean, it looked like he was just trying to not run the ball the last couple of games and just concentrate on 
passing, which is not really working at all, not looking too good at all, you know? Yeah, thanks for the call, George. And, I mean, of course, you know, when you're looking at, you know, what, what has happened in the games, the first two specifically, Justin Fields obviously was running at a high rate last year, only had, only had uh, four rushes yesterday, and only had three yards, where obviously last year that was a big part of the game. So when you're thinking about why was he performing so well maybe in the passing game, well, the Bears were running, so teams were trying to stop the run. And therefore, as a result, opened some things up in terms of play action, getting the ball down the field. Again, you got eight in the box, box trying to be in that space. That's fine. So, so again, I think that contributes to it. But I, I really think the issue, George, is that we're waiting for Justin Fields to put it all together. And that's something that we've yet to see consistently. I've been saying it all show long. You know, a baseball player can get a hit. A baseball player can get a home run. But if he's not doing it consistently, they're going to send him back down to the minors. Justin Fields has moments of brilliance. We see it. Whether it's a drive or a play, we see things that get us excited because those are things that good quarterbacks do. The problem is good quarterbacks do those things often. And Justin Fields just isn't doing it often enough. So we can point to coaching, we can point to other things, but at some point, that finger that you're pointing outwards needs to turn into a, t- a thumb. Isn't that what they say? And he needs to put it at himself to try to really assess what's going on. And we hope that he can he can do that as the season continues. Uh, let's take uh, DC from the south side. So DC, what did you think about how the Bears looked on Sunday? DC. We got DC from the South Side. DC, you there? You hear me? Yeah, I got yeah, you, I'm man. Here. Um, so, right. what did you think hey. about how the Bears looked on on Sunday? Here we go, man. Uh, Justin Fields, right now, he's at uh he's still at a college level, and he's in a professional game. He hasn't been sitting behind a good quarterback to even watch. Most quarterbacks who who are getting better as they come along, they have a elite quarterback in front of them. He doesn't have that. So he can't see the field. He doesn't see men who's getting open. He's missing so much. That's why he's holding the ball. He's thinking. He don't want to run because they want to set him up to be a passer, but he's not set up for that right now. So we're going to have a rough year. We're going to have a real rough year. He's going to have a hard time in Chicago because we're going to drag him. When he do good, <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to – no, when he do good, we're going to give him accolades. But if he if he ain't taking care of the business, he can't see the field. He he's not uh, uh, feet not set. He he's thinking. Yeah, we are gonna let him know about it. Yeah, and the issue there too is, I mean, when you're looking at the game plan, right? You're like, you would have liked a couple more design runs, just so that that way, like, it doesn't have to be 15 of them, but there can be six to eight of them, right? Where at least no, you got to open it up, you, and and then it allows you to open it up from there, right? That's where the play action comes in. How many times yes, did we sir. see Justin Fields do the bootleg? Even he referenced it. He said the first time he should have gave it to the running back. The second time the defensive end was there waiting for him. Well, damn, yes. that's it. We just that's it. We're done with it after that. Something that worked so well for the Bears last season. Things like if it, what do they say? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Well, I'm not saying to stick with the run and call it at the same rate you did last year. Well, let's pick the ones that did work. Let's 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 leave those as part of the offense for the Chicago Bears and build on that instead of like like some of the callers have been saying, you know, moving on from it altogether. DC, I appreciate the phone call. Let's go out to Tim out in Hampshire. 
So, Tim, what do you think about the Bears and what you've seen so far these first two games? Hey, Gabe. Uh, unfortunately, it's like a square peg in a round hole with Justin Fields. I mean, um, it, it looks painfully obvious to recognize that he's not an accurate downfield passer, and so they scheme their game plan around that, and it's becoming predictable, unfortunately, I think, for the defenses. Um, until he becomes an accurate downfield passer, um, I think this will be more of the same throughout the entire season. It's just um, unfortunate, and um, you know. Let me ask you this, Tim. Let right me let me ask person. you this because I oh that was a good one at the very end because a lot of people are thinking like that, and that's what I was actually gonna my follow up was alluding to is that let's say he does become a, a good you know accurate downfield passer, which is something that Eberflus has always said he he does exceptionally well things that we've seen at, at him do at Ohio State well, but unfortunately it just hasn't translated in these last couple of years. But let's say he does become that. Let's say, let's say or that part of his game does improve and he does that exceptionally well. Does he then become, or do you then have confidence in him as your quarterback moving forward? Yeah, if he proves it to me on the field, um, then we can open up the offense more. I, I just think that this it's a result of his inability right now. If he, if he, starts turning it around, I think we're going to see this offense uh, turn around. And, and you referenced Ohio State. Well, let's, let's admit it. Let's be honest. It was, they were immensely more talented than almost every other team they played every week with unbelievable players all, all around them. And now the game's a little bit faster. He's a half a tick slow, and it's, it's, it's obvious. You know, it, you see it. He's just, he doesn't recognize um, things uh, as quick as other people, as other quarterbacks do. And, and fortunately in the NFL, that's going to kill you. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part about the whole thing, Tim. And that's what people want him to do. Two two things. I mean, obviously it's easier said than done. But again, I point to the pass that Zach Wilson had against Garrett, or Zach Wilson and, uh, excuse me, Garrett, Garrett Wilson had yesterday with Zach Wilson, where it was a three-step drop, hit him right in the chest, didn't think about it. Just went into the rotate, went into the to the throwing motion, got rid of the ball, and it was that's what it was. Justin Fields needs to believe in believe in himself a little bit more like that. I'll just take one more, Kevin and McHenry. So, Kevin, uh, which of the coaches do you have an issue with? Morning, Cave. I don't understand what Luke Getze has accomplished, where he can go back and reset the offense. You saw last year what Justin Fields can do to be successful. Why would you go back and try to flip all that? doesn't make any sense. How many years did it take Lamar Jackson in Baltimore to get to the point where he can actually pass from the pocket consistently? And he's still sketchy with it. For them to think that one offseason you're suddenly going to make this kid a pocket quarterback, it's absolutely insane. Get him outside. Give him the option to run. He's not going to get killed. He's not a little guy back there. He's a big, strong guy. Let him run the ball to what he is good at to make this team and him successful. Yeah, got to be good, Kevin. Thanks for the call. And I think the important thing there, right, if you're going to look at Luke Getze, is that there was a moment last year where he did take a look at the offense and say it needs to be different and then catered it to Justin Fields. So the hope is that he goes back, takes a look at what he's done over the first two games and say, okay, I need to adjust. And I need to curate a different game plan for Justin Fields. And hopefully he ends up doing that. All right. It is a Plumbers 911 football Monday here at 670 to score. And of course, ton of stuff on the agenda for you today. 
Dustin Rhodes coming up with the pregame show at 5 o'clock. Dan Weederer, Olin Krutz, DJ Moore joining the show at 6.44, 7 and 8. Bernstein and Holmes with Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder at 11 and 12. Then Parkins and Spiegel with Mark Grody and Jalen Johnson. What a fantastic five hours we've had talking Bears football. Got to thank Tyler Ferengall for staying awake with me. Thanks for sipping all those coffees with me, sir. Baby T. I said that's his, that's his radio name. Who gave you that name? It was me. That's where he got to bang his hat to the side. How old is Baby that's T? That's you look young, by the way. <laughs> 22. Oh, wow. You know you're young when you give your age freely. You got to end it at me saying, me saying what it is. All right, uh, guys, enjoy your Monday. I know, I know that it was sad because the Bears lost, but it's going to be good because six seven the score got you. Miente, hasta la próxima. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.